0: Hello and welcome to the MKG podcast, the podcast that helps marketers grow their businesses using the four M's: the right means, messaging, media, and measurement. I'm your host, Carrie Gard, and to help me introduce today's guest, I have our strategist, Christina Kay. Christina, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Carrie. I'm really excited to have you for this one. So I don't normally do this. I normally it normally takes me like a month of recording of a podcast and get it uh, and get it live. Um, So normally when when we meet, I've like recorded this, you know, a month or month, even sometimes months ago, but I actually recorded this one on Wednesday, April, was that April 28th? And now we're meeting on May 1st because this is so topical right now. And it's going to be so helpful for people given the current circumstances. And I'm so excited to have you as our social gal to talk about this. So Christina, for for everybody listening, Christina uh, does all of our social posting and has been running the show on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, you name it, she's she's doing it. And uh, my guest today has so many great tips and tricks. And before we get there, you know, Christina, can you talk to me, you've sort of been this one woman show on our social stuff, but can you can you talk to me about how you get from an idea or like somebody, you know, throwing idea over the fence to you. How do you get it from ideation essentially to publish? What's your workflow in doing that?
1: Yeah. So, um, when I'm thinking of my own ideas, I really see like what other people are doing, especially on Instagram and LinkedIn, just cause that's like where the big creation of ideas come from Um, because you can really adapt it to Facebook and Twitter but the big really cool things I've been seeing are from LinkedIn and um, Instagram so once I see that I can kind of like toss to the team say hey does this sound good and then from there um, I go into Buffer and we use Buffer for our social planning and I look at I always know like usually on um on Mondays is when our new like blog for our podcast is posted, and then by Wednesday, I like to have it posted on social, and I see if any of the cool like new ideas that can go along with the podcast, if it aligns right, I schedule it, and um, ideally, that would be perfect, but a lot of the times, they don't match up, which is totally cool, so then it's kind of a melting pot of ideas that are going on within our different social channels. And say I get an idea thrown over the fence because we have a little social channel on our Zoom chat. And I usually, at that moment, I kind of take it, I look at it, kind of think of ideas to write about. And then I post it almost in time of when it's sent to me. Unless it's something that's like, let's post this on Thursday because it's National Macaroni Day or something like that. You know, (laughs) not saying that's what it is, but that's just an example It wouldn't make sense to do that early because then they're just timing would be weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of look at that stuff and see if any of it's like national holidays because, you know, as marketers or just people, I feel like every day is a different national holiday. Like I think this week was like National Dance Day or something, which is an actual thing, I feel. But there's like National Macaroni Day, for instance, or National Wine Day, things like that. And some of them don't align with some of the – um. Uh, like some of the, like the values or culture things I want to push with the MKG social channels, but some do. And so it's really cool to pull that through, but having that process would be helpful because it, otherwise sometimes it doesn't look consistent and things like that. And me as a social person, I, even on my own personal channels, I like to, this is so nerdy of me, but I have like a consistency of what I post about. If it's my family or just photos of me or my dogs, and I like the consistency of it because it makes the grid look good on Instagram and <laughs> things like that. And I really want to get MKG at that point um, and like planning ahead would be ideal. Wow. What a
0: concept. <laughs> planning <laughs> ahead. Yeah. Not something we're doing right now. So uh, yeah. workflow, we don't have one and that's fine. Um, after this podcast, after we listen to this podcast, we're going to go get one because Zenia Mutian um, from... Planable. She's a co-founder of Planable, which is a social media tool that is for content and marketing collaboration, allowing you basically to have a one stop shop for all of your social media uh, content output. From being able to actually write it, um, visually see it, get it approved, and then publish it to all of the channels. And all the channels are different. And it takes into all of these nuances that I feel like we struggle a bit with some of the tools we have right now. Um, You know, in terms of the images not being the right size or they're showing up on different sizes on all the platforms. And then they're not quietly framed right. It's a bit of a headache. Um, And as any on our team has really taken all of this into account and I'm really excited for y'all to listen to this podcast. We talk about, um, Planable for sure, but mostly around workflow and how to ensure things don't fall through the cracks, and how you all get on the same page, and how you use the brand, your your brand voice, um, in consistency. And so, let's take a listen uh, from Zenia Moutien, who has been recognized on Forbes 30 Under 30 list, and has spoken on innovation stage in Keynes Lions in 2018. She is not shy here, which is lovely because I feel like we have such a great conversation and really try and problem solve probably some of the challenges you're all having right now from a workflow standpoint, especially in the fact that we're all working remotely and we can't be with each other. So let's take a listen. Hello, Xenia, and thank you for joining me on the MKG podcast.
2: Hi, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me here.
0: So, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and what
2: you do and how you got there? Definitely. So, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Planable, uh, which is a collaboration platform for social media teams. And uh, I started my company about four years ago. Um, and before that, I actually had a social media marketing agency. I started it during my second year of university. Um, and I was building a lot, uh, a lot of content for my clients for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and you know I, I loved building an agency from scratch, um, but you know, and that was also a great opportunity for me to learn, you know, more about the industry and uh, to become better at, you know, as a professional. The frustrations the industry has regarding the way we work. Uh, In the past, you know, uh, 20 years ago, we didn't have the internet. Um, So the way the digital marketing industry has evolved was much more, much more faster than it was before. Uh, And we didn't have actually the time to just adapt our processes, the way we collaborate, the way we plan um, our marketing uh, work. And I felt that it was, you know, lacking a bit. It was in in a more old school way. Uh, I was planning lots of content and spreadsheets together with my team. Uh, We were sending that over email and the entire process of planning, creating, managing content for social um, gathering approvals was very, very obsolete and very fragmented. Um, So a lot of time was falling through the cracks of that fragmented process. And I was trying to find a better way to do this, a better way to collaborate internally, but also with my clients. Um, and I tried a bunch of tools out there, um, and nothing was working like I expected it to work or like I was envisioning it to do. Um, so, together with my co founders, we built Planable to do just that. And it's been a, an extremely interesting journey this past four years. We've been working with hundreds of marketing teams, um, helping them and enabling them to collaborate efficiently um, if they're with someone from across the whole, but also with someone from across the globe. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the short uh, story, the in a nutshell story of, of Planable and where we are today.
0: Uh, and just to touch on the global piece, because I find that so fascinating. Uh, your company is actually based in new york at least that's what the website said but you're in eastern europe how how did you meet your business part like how did this sort of happen where this global piece came into play
2: yeah so the company uh is headquartered in in london actually Mm um um, that's you know where we started the company uh but the team is, is quite a very distributed team we have two offices uh both of them in eastern europe uh, we spent, we were spending a lot of time traveling <laughs> before all of that, mm-hmm. all of this craziness that we're going through right now. Uh, so we're spending a lot of time traveling, meeting customers. Um, but most of the team is is based uh, in East, Eastern Europe. And I find it very easy nowadays. I think it's extremely easy to build SaaS companies, tech companies from anywhere uh, across the world. Um, I think we have all the technology, all the collaboration tools and everything that we need to build it from anywhere we need and to travel in the past, at least, to travel and meet with uh, potential customers and prospects. So yeah, that's, I think, particularly easy nowadays.
0: I would agree. And as your team, you said that you have offices. So before coronavirus and COVID-19, did your team work out of an office or were they remote working from home?
2: No, we have two offices, uh, one in um, Republic of Moldova and one in Romania. Um, so we were actually working from an office and we've transitioned, um, I think, two months ago <laughs> to working from home. Um, but because we were two different teams, we were kind of used to you know, slacking a lot and zooming a lot and uh, having this kind of remote teamwork, at least partially. So it it was not too much of a shock
0: for us. Oh, good. That's that's good because I know yeah. that, and for us too, we're a remote agency, so uh, it wasn't too much of a shock for us as uh, as either. But I know for a lot of our clients, having that transition is has been not the smoothest, so to speak. Yeah. So I think what's great about your tool, what you guys are doing over there at Planable, is that I and I of course want your input on this. I think it probably is incredibly helpful, especially now you talked about not having things fall through the cracks, making it really easy. So can you talk to me a little bit about, you know, that friction? Like how does Planable remove that friction? You mentioned it a little bit in your intro about like old, you know, getting away from old school tactics and those sort of things. But, you know, what about some of the features really removes that friction for teams?
2: Yeah, 100% uh, happy to share this. Um, so a particular, uh, you know, an average um, marketing team produces more than 10 pieces of social media content a week. Um, that's that's quite a lot uh, considering the fact that some of the content is is, you know, you have to share it on multiple platforms. So you get a lot of content that you're building and the teams are not, a one-man show anymore. You have multiple social media managers. Also, the social media, um, the social media discipline inside the marketing mix has more weight in the entire marketing department nowadays with the fact that it just has proved its result um, quite a lot in the past few years um, because it attracts pretty big budget nowadays the attention it gets is also bigger than it was in the past. So all of those factors, um, considering the fact that the headcounts are growing, that the budgets are growing and that the results and the expectations from social media are growing, taking into consideration all those factors, you're getting, um, what you're getting in the end is the conclusion that collaboration is extremely, extremely important because you have more and more people involved and everyone has a say in what is going to be the social media output of a brand. Uh, If we're looking at the agency client relationship, uh, collaboration is by default extremely, extremely important for the relationship. So the way it happens nowadays, in most of the cases, if people don't use some kind of dedicated tool, um, like Planable, in most of the cases, they use uh, spreadsheets which is kind of like the analog tool for us, social media managers, because it's just not dedicated. I mean, it's not analog, it's digital, but it is barely very close to being analog to us. Um, So the way it works is that you plan content in a spreadsheet and you have a column for things like the date of the post, the copy of the post, the image, a link, uh, maybe a call to action if this is going to be a boosted or a sponsored post a column for things like categories, labels, explanations, or maybe uh, another column for feedback and comments, or one last comment for like approved or not approved, rejected. So you get to have like this, you're trying to make it organized, you're trying to format it every single week or every single month when you're planning your content and you're trying to make it readable and easy Mm -hmm. to the eye but that's a lot of work. I mean, it's doable, but it is very hard work. And that spreadsheet is getting passed around. People are commenting on it or are, uh, you know, gathering around in meetings and discussing it. It's being sent on email. You get those never-ending email threads where everyone is back and forthing uh on, on, on the on the content there uh, you know in column A B one hundred and twenty five you need to change <laughs> the copy of the post. It's it's horrible. honestly yes. it's just not the best environment. And the last and most I think one of the most important things is that it's just not visual. You don't see from a glance how your content is going to look like. You have mm-hmm. to click on those links and open up the image the image that is hosted in somewhere else like a drive or Dropbox folder. Um, so it's just very complicated process and it doesn't have to be
0: i used to do it in powerpoint where i used to actually like mock them up where
2: (laughs) yeah yes so i was doing the same thing back with you know in my agency days um i i had like a photoshop template and Mm -hmm. i was mocking up in that photo and then i got smarter and i realized i'll just create a test you know a facebook page unpublished facebook page and I'm just going to walk up the post, you know, in there, take a screenshot and put it in the presentations. Um, but that's obviously, you know, lots of wasted time that doesn't, and it's tedious work. The, you it know, you, we, we all went into marketing because we liked both the strategy, the data, but also the creativity part of it. And you just don't want to do the tedious stuff. And it's Uh, not for
0: everybody either. I mean, I, I came from a visual background, so I found it, you know, a little bit easier for me to mock those things up. But if you don't come from a visual background, but you come from maybe being able to write copy or, you know, you come from an ad, you know, a PPC background and you're able to, you know, create those ads, but you don't know how to do it visually that, you know, it's not accessible that way either.
2: Exactly. I, I totally agree with you. Um, and th- this aspect is extremely important because uh, if all parties, if every team member doesn't see the same thing, you get all kinds of misunderstandings. Um, how is this actually going to look like? You know, the post. Try and explain a carousel post in a spreadsheet. That's that's very hard. Uh, you, especially if you do something, yeah. Especially if you do something creative. You know, with the, with a. Um, uh, the carousel post—if you have like a long, you know, carousel post that looks like a banner, like an entire banner—it's extremely hard to mock up inside a, a spreadsheet or inside a inside a, um, a PowerPoint. Uh, and in the end, it's all doable, I agree. But it's just a lot of wasted time that can go into other better things, like yeah. strategy and creating more content or better content.
0: And it's such uh, a good point too. I just want to sit there for a minute, Xenia, because yeah. it's such a good point on the fact that it's so. Social is changing so quickly in what it what it's capable of from all those posts. Like I it took me a really long time to move out of the standard Facebook post <laughs> into more exciting things like video, like the carousels, you know, like the stories and all those things, because it just wasn't easy to get approvals on it. It was just easier to stick with the standard Facebook post and just call it a day,
2: but I was yeah. missing out. Yeah, that's so true. That is so extremely true. And you, know, you have dozens of formats of content, dozens of formats of posts on Facebook only. And then you have a bunch of other formats on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and so on. And you create posts with kind of like one format in mind or with a couple of formats in mind. And when you try to post the same thing on different platforms, you bump oh, into yeah. all kinds of difficulties. Like I'm still seeing some posts on LinkedIn that have those gray bars on the right and the left of images because the image is not the right mm-hmm. uh, sizes, proportions. For And yeah. yeah, for LinkedIn. And, um, you know, or if you plan content inside the spreadsheet, you don't have the limits of the uh, characters. So you write mm-hmm. something and then when you go to publish it or to schedule it natively on those platforms, surprise, surprise, it doesn't work, but it's already approved. So you have to right. cut something and go back to the, you know, to the approver and review again. So, or, you know, where you have to, I remember we were working with a client and they have like two pages of guidelines that were, that everyone had to check, and those guidelines were basically just the requirements of the platforms in terms of characters and and video length and image sizes and all of that. Oh gosh, um,
0: can you imagine having to go through lawyers with this stuff? Yeah, I did. I had to go through
2: lawyers. So. Oh wow, seriously? How was that? That that was fun, right?
0: Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> great. Especially to your point, like you get all the copy situated, you get it ready to post, you get it in one platform just fine, and then you'd switch over, and you'd be like, I, I. You know, back in the day with Twitter, when you only had, what was it, 120 characters? Yeah, uh, You had to cut stuff out, but then you still had to send it back to legal. <laughs> to, and
2: it <laughs> approves. <laughs> oh. Yes, exactly. So that's, you know, ideally, back then when I had my agency and I was just struggling with all of this ping pong work, um, ideally, I imagined a place where I could create that content and it looked exactly like on the platforms, as though it's a real Facebook post or a real tweet. Um, and I could interact with it as though it's, I could experience it as though it's already live, uh, a preview, a prototype. Um, and I could also collaborate on it. So I wanted something collaborative from the get go. Uh, and that's, you know, what was unsatisfying about the tools that I tested because they were not designed in a time where social media teams were large. They were designed in a time where social media was, uh, you know, a one-man show. Um, mm-hmm. And you didn't have lots of people on the social. There were no social media teams. There were a marketing team right, with someone on social. So that's why I didn't have, they were not, you know, thought through for collaboration. Um, and that's, you know, what I needed back then. And, and that, that was the main insight that we incorporated in Planable. Uh, We incorporated this, we call it, um, it's called in the industry, WYSIWYG, what you see is what you get Mm -hmm. Um, concept. And and that means that you create content. And while actually, while you're creating it, you can see how it's going to look like in the end. Um, And also the collaboration, it's made for teams. Um, From the day one, it was meant for, it, it was made for teams um, and because it's on cloud, it's made for remote teams from day one. Uh, so that that's, uh, we, we've, you know, we've been working with so many remote teams for the past four years. And most of the features that we've designed um, work for remote as well. So we've been in a particularly fortunate position to help our customers with this sudden transition to work from home or potential new customers as well. Um, so yeah that's that 's kind of the, uh, the the summary on this
0: yeah, and it's something that we talked about before this was you know tools are well and good, um, and they're always and you know if you but you have to use them properly, yeah um, we have a ton of tools, uh, but we had to create a lot of systems and process and things around them so that people were using them the same. Do yeah. you find that with planable that you that you know, you really do need a system or a process around
2: how to use it? Um, yeah, that's a very, very good question. So I think we tried to make the product and I think the product is very intuitive. So it's it's quite easy to onboard, you know, you don't need 257 steps to get onboarded on Planable. Uh, it takes literally a few minutes, um, but you do have to make some kind of agreement internally on how to use this. Um, with your team you have to work it out together you know talk about it and find what's the best way to to incorporate it in in the way you work Uh, because the tool is so flexible that it it can work the way you already work Um, that's the thing with collaboration tools they need to be flexible because people work in so so many different ways so you need to make it as open and as, as customizable as possible, mm-hmm. um, so that it fits to every type of workflow. Uh, so it's up to you to decide how to uh, integrate it in the way that you work. But the one thing that, uh, you know, one thing that we, uh, we think about collaboration and one philosophy that we have about collaboration, uh, especially on content is that it's extremely important to have everything in one place, like every, uh, stage of the content needs to happen as much as possible in the same place. Like you need to host your content in the same place where you manage your content, and in the same place where you plan the content, in the same place where you discuss the content, and in the same place from which you publish that content. And everything else, like uh, chatting on Slack or sending an email, those should be exceptions for, and those should be as uh, those moments should be as few as possible, and they should be the exceptions that confirm the rule that you can do everything around content in one single place. Um, and only you know, some of the features that we might not have uh, should, or some of the small things in terms of the workflow that we don't have could happen, potentially in Slack or email but uh, making that agreement that uh, you discuss everything in the same place where you create content and you plan it and you publish it uh, and you just unify as much as possible your workflow around content. I think uh, making that commitment um, mentally across your entire team is extremely important if you wanna achieve the best results because then uh, if you have one part of the workflow somewhere else and then another part of the workflows in a different tool, Um, It just defocuses you a lot and it it does damage the type of productivity you could have.
0: And when you say content, just to be clear, because content is just such a big big word these days and can mean so many different things, but you're talking specifically around social posting content because you could be posting a piece of content that lives on your website or as a white paper from somewhere else or whatever the case may be. Um, but, in terms of the social post content
2: yeah that's that's a very good question. so we do that for social for uh, con- so, so social media content, for social media posts so that's our uh, niche uh, to say so at planable. but I think uh, the philosophy that we have around uh, working manage- managing content can be applied for everything so if you're a newsletter team uh, then yes, you should have everything. You should discuss, plan, publish, uh, collaborate on newsletter content in the same place. Uh, If you're a social media team, you should do that in the same place. And maybe that's viable, maybe that's something else, but you should do it in the same place. So it depends on what content you work with, uh, you should find the right tool so that you can do it um, end-to-end in one single epicenter.
0: Okay, that's a really great point because like right now, for my podcasts let's get meta on this why not yes. um, <laughs> um for my podcasts right i i have a whole bunch of different systems i have to use in order to cut this yeah. thing but once it's so cut you
2: record, so you record on zoom you use something else to yeah. cut it to light. do you use the script by any chance
0: no what's the it's script? A great
2: tool Descript right, yeah. is an amazing tool for, uh, I started my podcast uh, a few in January, I think. Yes. So I'm very new at this, but I love tools. I love products. <laughs> so I discovered Descript, which is an amazing tool uh, to edit audio. And it's it's basically how you make podcasts. And the greatest thing about it is that you can, it, it uh, makes a transcript out of your audio and you can take out audio by deleting text wow is, yes <laughs> so you just go through the text and whatever you, you know you don't like you just delete text and it deletes the corresponding audio as well
0: and the transcript is really good because i've been finding that when i do transcript some of my stuff it doesn't quite
2: it's been it's been good i mean you just have small you know things mistakes especially me not being a native uh, English speaking person. It does have small stuff, but, uh, not too bad. We're, we've been satisfied with it.
0: Nice. We've been using GarageBand. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, not, not, it's definitely tedious and time consuming, but I will definitely check out the script. So that's great. But the point is, is we do have all these systems. yeah. Uh, and then we upload it to Anchor, which is fine. Yes, um, yes. Uh, I like Anchor because it then publishes to eight different places all in one go, which is fantastic, Um, similar to Planable that way. But um, for the blog post, we – and I need to change this, and I know I need to change this, and this is going to be the thing (laughs) that kicks my butt into gear to change this. Um, Right now, the blog post is written in Google Drive um, and then is approved because I have um, an intern essentially – writing it and then we yeah. go over it and approve it. Um, and then, and then I kick it into our CMS. I can, and what I should be doing. And for anybody out there who has a pretty good CMS, <laughs> whether that's, we use forestry. Um, but if you have, uh, uh, WordPress or whatever the case may be, you generally can draft these things in the CMS and then work in this, you know, in one place to get this stuff done. I totally yeah. agree. There's that having it in one place having one place to get it all approved, not moving stuff around.
2: <laughs> yeah, the problem is that potentially the, that CMS, I'm not sure, but it potentially doesn't have the same functionality of collaborating on text, like the comments, the That's annotations, true. all of that. So then you end up, if you have it drafted in the CMS, you end up talking over Slack or whatever chat That's you're true. using internally on, you know, that part, or, or you just end up editing it by yourself without giving proper feedback so that people can learn. Um, So it's, we're not there with collaboration tools yet, but we will get there. Like one day you're gonna have a CMS where you can also collaborate on it. Um, And you're gonna have something like the script, but that also incorporates anchor and also incorporates the Zoom that we're using right now to record the video. So we're gonna get there with collaboration tools but, you know, we're new at this. We've been in the internet world for the past 20 years. We're still, you know, building things. So uh, one day it will come. One day.
0: But that's an important point. So even, you know, ideally you want to be in, in the same system and it sounds like Planable was built for that. Um, but even if you're in the same system, you still need an order of operations, so to speak. Yeah. And, and you're right. Every team's a little bit different. But are there certain things that every team should be doing in, in potentially a certain order or just at all? So, you know, working in the same system you mentioned, what else should teams be considering when collaborating on social media posts?
2: Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So in terms of the workflow, there's a few things that we recommend. So in the first place, if, you, if, if this is the first time that you're thinking about this, you're like, okay, what can I do to improve my my operations, the way we work. The first thing is that you really need to do like a small audit uh, to take a look at where are the bottlenecks. Um, So trying to improve things without first realizing the problems is very hard. So you take a first look at problems and you try to find the problems. What doesn't work in the way you currently operate in, in, in the way you currently produce and coordinate social media posts? Uh, does things stop, or does things slow down at the approval stage? Does it happen at the feedback stage? Does it take too much uh, too too many iterations, too many rounds of feedback? Is it the production stage? Is it the planning stage? Where do things slow down, and what is the bottleneck in in your current workflow and once you you find that, you try and you know you find solutions for that specific part of the of the bottleneck uh, if you know if it takes uh, too much time to approve um, you you have to figure out some automated ways of approving like for approvers sometimes it's extremely hard to approve content if, if it's not clear what they need to approve or what the content is going to look like um, or how many pieces of content did they need to approve or if they don't have a way of approving content on the go, for example. That's one of the reasons we built our mobile app because we wanted approvers to have, you know, uh, managers to have a way of checking out content and reviewing it on the go because that's when they have a bit of a spare time and they could Mm -hmm. do that. So figuring out where is the main problem? Is it in the feedback part? Why does it take so much time to give feedback? Um, Maybe you need to organize like a company-wide feedback workshop and session where people can learn how to give better feedback. That's so crucial for professional communication, internal communication, understanding how to better give feedback. Maybe you as the person who are asking for feedback aren't asking specifically what you need feedback on. Maybe you don't want to go into like extremely detailed feedback. Maybe you want a thumbs up, thumbs down type of feedback, or maybe you want feedback on something very, very specific out of the entire post. Maybe you're not sure about that one post. Um, but, oh, but also in the first place, maybe it's not clear how feedback and approving should work. Can you, uh, like certain rules, like can you publish content if it was scheduled for a specific date? If it was not approved, does the responsibility fall on the approver to approve that content? And if it, they didn't, do you have the green light to just publish it? There's just so many questions <laughs> that you yeah. have to figure out in the beginning. Um, and you have to to realize what is of more value to you as a team? Um, do you hate missing de- deadlines more than you hate not having everything very well coordinated and everything approved and like the lack of control um, or the risk that something that is not maybe fully agreed upon will get published. Um, so you do have to ask all of those questions, figure them out as a team and realize where the main uh, bottlenecks are and start from there.
0: And you're so, you're, I love how you're approaching this because you're so right in that every team is different. Even for us, every client is different. So some clients, yeah. they might say, I'd like to see it, but it's not the end of the world if I don't. So like- <laughs> you know, pull the trigger. And then if I have any feedback, I'll let you know, and you can, ed- you know, thank goodness for the edit button on social media these days. Like
2: exactly. This yeah. is
0: a game changer, lifesaver. Um, you know, so that has definitely opened up the floodgates that way for clients just to be like, just go. And if I'll stop you. And then there's other clients where they're like, well, we have a legal process and everything has to go <laughs> through legal. <laughs> and so you absolutely have to wait for us to approve it. Um, and we have to go through the right channels to do it. So I do think it depends on the client, it depends on the yeah. team. Um, and asking those questions, I think is is really important. And, and writing down, it's something we do here that we're getting better at. We still have a long way to go, but we're, we're certainly getting better at writing down the process. What's you know, what's the steps to getting this thing done and chunking it out like you're talking about, you know, it's not just the end to end process of how to do a social post. It's how yeah. are you going to get this approved? How are you going to write? Who's going to write the content? What are the, um, you know, I just read this really great book around brand strategy by actually somebody who was on my podcast a few weeks ago, Miriam Rodriguez, you know, talking about your brand voice, you know, what is, what are all of those pieces to make sure that, you know, you're following the brand guidelines and having that brand voice when it's being published and really chunking it down into these sections so that each piece of the team can focus on what they need to focus on so that people know how things are going to unroll to get it up. And I think it's such a great question where, you know, getting started is the hardest part. You got to get started and then identifying where things are getting stuck and iterating. Is such a good point, you know, to not just push through and accept that this is the process.
2: Yeah, that's 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 the thing with this. I think if you've been doing that for a long time, you think that's the way it just goes. That's normality, that's that's standard. And you also talk with other people in the industry and they have the same issues. So it feels like that's how it should be. That's that's normal. That's just the problems of modern work. Uh, but it shouldn't. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's, I mean, that's, that's why tools like Venable come into fruition, right? Because it's like, there's got to be a better way. And there yeah. is, there always is, whether you, you know, whether it's making a small decision and tweak to your process or to changing tools or whatever case may be, there, there is a better way. And if there isn't, then you, uh, you know, work with somebody to create a better <laughs> way.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, that, I was just about to say that. <laughs>
0: Um, is there any uh, any other sort of tips and tricks you have in terms of figuring out your workflow um, for you know you mentioned you know trying to collaborate in this the same place, um, figuring out what the bottlenecks are and doing an audit. Do you have any other tips and tricks up your sleeve to figuring out the best workflow for your team?
2: Um, I think I think that would be all. I think I covered most of it. Okay. Um, let me just take a second and see if I missed anything out of this. Um... No, i mean i I think we covered most of it, yeah, yeah, we did
0: um I'm looking at my notes. You did mention something in our previous conversation um, what did I mention
2: <laughs> it's
0: so good, I have to bring it up clarity, yes, and, and design everything with clarity. I think that's such a great word clarity yeah uh i I did a uh I did a course yesterday. A writing course where he said, "It's not about being clever; it's about being clear."
2: Mm. That's Which is true,
0: so true. So, true. Um, so I think it's really, I think it's really important to talk about clarity in this, not just in the writing, but but actually in the workflow, right? Because you can make a workflow as complicated or as simple. <laughs> yeah, but to yeah. your point, it's
2: got to be clear. I can't agree more with you. I think. Um, clarity is crucial when you're building a workflow and also clarity, there's two aspects of clarity in in general in this topic that we're talking about. Clarity from the perspective of how clear is the workflow, what needs to be done at every step and by whom and how. There's also clarity in the way you work with content as well. Uh, So you need to have an extremely a clear process, uh, how, how, feed, how feedback should be then, given. Uh, and also clarity, uh, as, as, as you mentioned, comes with simplicity. Um, so you need to have also as much of a simple process as, as possible, you know, start with something and then ask yourself, how can I make it, how can I make it more clearer and more simpler? And then ask yourself, one time more, how can I make it clearer and more simpler? So on until you can simplify it more, um, uh, or you can simplify it more at the cost of, uh, you know, the cost of actually having things done well. Um, So that's extremely important to have every step uh, documented and everyone agrees on that step and everyone knows what it needs to be done, right? Um, Where does the designer send, you know, the image? Where does the video producing team Uh, upload the video? What tool is it being used to transfer that? Where do you discuss the content? Where do you plan it? Uh, Where can someone give feedback on the content? Um, How is the legal reviewing the content and so so on? So you need to have an extremely clear process. And if you don't, what's gonna happen is um, that maybe important feedback is not going to be given um, because it's just too complicated to do that. Um, or approvals are gonna take longer uh, because it's not clear to that person how they, how they can approve content uh, rapidly. And because they're usually approvers are extremely busy people, they're just gonna postpone that task uh, because it's not clear how can they approach it. Um, so there's just many uh, things that can grow, go very wrong if you don't have a clear workflow. And then the second part of the clarity is the way you work with content. So we, we've covered it a bit, you know, about the, the mock-ups and the prototypes and, and the screenshots and <laughs> Photoshop files. Um, and if you don't have clear feedback, if everyone doesn't speak the same language and doesn't see the same thing, you're going to have so many misunderstandings, so many unnecessary questions that could have just been avoided um, if, if you could just see the same thing as though it's already... Real as though it's already live, and also the aspect of considering the fact that uh, teams are uh, more and more isolated right now. Um, and right now, like me, right now in the presence, this mm-hmm. is even more true than it was before. That we're more and more isolated. So you can just go to someone to their desk and sh- show your laptop, and you know this is what I built. Uh, what do you think about it? Um, and You know, information is also scattered. Uh, Where is that, you know, photo that I really liked from the last photo shoot that I want to use for this, you know, Instagram post, go find it on that humongous drive folder that is extremely unorganized. Uh, We all have that. Oh, yes. Sure. So, you know, information is scattered, data is scattered, content is scattered. And teams are also isolated. So it's extremely hard to have visibility and clarity on what you have and what everyone is working on. If you have multiple social media managers, how do you ensure that work is not getting duplicated? How do you ensure that everything is working smoothly and everyone can see at a glance um, what everyone else on the team is working on? What's the progress? What's the status um, of, of work? Um, that's the kind of clarity that you need if you want things to move forward and if you want to save very precious uh, time time is of the essence especially these days
0: i couldn't agree more so <laughs> yeah. it quickly recap it in terms of building your workflow, you want to uh, make sure that you have one place um to do everything as much as possible. That might not be the case, but at least know what you're you know, where you're storing things um yeah. and and where you're writing things and where you're getting things approved. And then do a quick audit on what your current process is and, and iterate and Doing in doing both of these things, what I'm hearing, Xenia, is you really need to have that clarity lens on both of these things and keeping it as clear and as simple as possible.
2: Exactly. I yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's a very great summary. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much for joining me. I uh, I have learned a lot, and I know exactly where I, my bottlenecks are, where I need to go fix those. So I'm going to go do that. Um, if, and uh, yes, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed talking to you.
2: Thank you so much, Kiri. This was such a great conversation, and I hope you're not the only one that goes out of this with some homework.
0: <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. It's, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. <laughs> Amazing so that was my conversation with azania christina now that we know that we don't really have a workflow which we're Mm going to go fix and it's going to be glorious um you know how can you and i collaborate better what could we in creating a workflow which we will go do after this call um in creating a workflow, what are some things you wish we have within that workflow that would help you?
1: Yeah, Um, I would definitely say, um, maybe in a meeting we do monthly, we can kind of talk about the different podcasts coming down the pipeline, and then also maybe different uh, universities, I almost said, Um, anniversaries of current um, team members, things like that, just so we can kind of get a monthly planner going. And then from there, I kind of write out the posts or the content for each um, social channel because the way you talk to someone on LinkedIn will be different than Facebook. And even like you mentioned a little bit ago, the sizes of images are different for each. So making sure that each image is correct for each social channel, everything like that, and kind of having that in a folder so that that process can be streamlined in a way and then if it works you go awesome and then I can just kind of plan it out for the whole month and then the engine works for itself per se because then all we have to do is just monitor and kind of interact so that would be ideal. Um, Obviously a whole month of content would be a lot of work to do like in a day but that would just be maybe like ongoing maybe every Monday or something I put in in buffer or something like Mm -hmm plannable to get approved and then it's sent off and then you kind of don't have to think about it instead of, oh my gosh, it's Wednesday. I have to make this graphic for the
0: podcast, things like that. Right. Yeah. So it sounds like what you're asking for is a content calendar. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Let's do it. That's going to be definitely one giant step of our workflow. Uh, I'm all over it. Let's make that happen.
1: Perfect. Sounds great to me.
0: Christina, thank you for joining me. If you'd like to learn more about Azenia Muntian, you can connect with her on LinkedIn. You should also check out planable.com, especially especially now. It, they have so many great resources. I actually just attended a webinar yesterday uh, with their marketing teams and talking about some of the challenges that people are having in working from home. It was just really great to hear about other companies and, and what their struggles are. So definitely check out planable.com from a resource standpoint. Um, Thank you for listening to the MKG podcast, the podcast that helps marketers grow their businesses using the four M's, the right means, messaging, media, and measurement. I'm your host, Carrie Gard, and until next time.